Dr. Chow, what is it that you do? I specialize in colon and rectal surgery. So colon is a part of our digestive system. It breaks down food for body's use. It can be largely divided into four parts, including cecum, colon, rectum, and the anus. I deal with both malignant and benign diseases of both large intestine and and the anus as well. I also deal with benign disease process such as hemorrhoids, anal fissures, any type of lumps and bumps, including diverticulitis, ticks in your colon, any abdominal pain, and even including colonoscopy. Well, let's get right into some of the improvements. How have these surgeries changed? In the past, it was very common for our surgeons to leave a large incisional scars in order to perform colon or rectal cancer or benign lesion operations. But nowadays, thanks to our technology, minimally invasive surgery has really taken off. That includes both laparoscopy as well as robotic surgery which is what I am trained in. Also, that includes any transanal excisions of any polypoid mass that you would have normally have gotten a very big incision to achieve any oncologic resection. So not only is it you get to go home a little bit sooner compared to patients with large incisions, but the recovery course is much faster as well. A less reliance on opioid use, any narcotic drug use, and people have faster return of bowel function as well. People always worry about returning to normal after these surgeries. Is that still a problem? Usually with minimally invasive surgery, because your recovery time is much faster than patients who had undergone large incisional operations, Again, the the benefit here is that you get to return to your work and your home much sooner. It does take some time for your intestines to readjust uh, to the new connection that you may have if you had a colon resection. As far as colostomy bag goes, nowadays, you know, unless it was a truly emergent surgery, if you can plan out your elective surgery, it's really rare to wake up with a colostomy bag. Okay, let's switch gears a bit and talk about colonoscopies. Anything different there? I think the biggest push here is earlier screening for any colon or rectal tumor. In the past, and even some guidelines now, would encourage patients to undergo screening colonoscopy starting at age 45 instead of previously known age 50. Obviously, if you have a family history of colon or rectal tumor, cancer history, we want you to be screened appropriately and much sooner. But for average risk patients out there, because we're seeing younger patients coming to our hospital with colon and rectal cancer diagnosis, there has been a push to screen our patients sooner than age 50. Why would you be seeing younger patients? I think changes in our diet, just in our society and lifestyle modifications, perhaps. Obviously, there's some genetic component there too. But yeah, we're seeing younger patients being diagnosed with colon and rectal tumor diagnosis. And if we can screen these patients much sooner, it can be preventable. With prevention in mind, what can we do to keep ourselves as healthy as possible? 
I'm a huge proponent of having a healthy diet in your normal daily routine, and that includes high fiber intake. Usually, we aim for 25 grams of fiber per day. And I really enjoy talking to my patients in my office about sort of daily serving of fiber in your normal diet. Someone can come to my office and talk about eating salad every day. However, the amount of fiber that lettuce <laughs> offers is quite low. So, to kind of go over what food items actually do deliver high values and a fiber supplement, as well as increasing your water intake, is definitely a part of my uh, office visit discussion. And finally, you're a woman and you're bilingual. How does that help in your practice? I actually was born in Korea. My parents still live in Korea. So speaking Korean fluently has been part of my my life. Um, <laughs> I enjoy building relationship with my patients, especially, you know, Korean patient population who have difficulty expressing their concerns and especially being shy about their health, speaking to a provider who may not necessarily speak their language. I had to translate on numerous times on behalf of my own family members as well as patients that I came across um, during my training. And it's been one of my um, joy and thrill to talk to and communicate to Korean patients who may have not have fully understood their disease conditions or treatment options, but being a facilitator who can help them in that way as well. Being a female colorectal surgeon, it is a, a very interesting time to be a female colorectal surgeon, especially because I came across a handful of female patients looking for a female provider and just feeling comfortable to share with me their anal rectal complaints or some of the things that they are very shy to share with their um, other providers. Dr. Cha, thanks for your time.